Listening to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Welcome to the Tiger Den. Hi, and welcome back to Roar, powered by LT Gray. My name is Miss Schiff, and I am here with my student, Jacob, who's a photographer. Your first time in LT Gray this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you what he wants you to know, and then we'll move on. Um, so my name is uh, Jacob, and my podcast topic is about uh, changes in music journalism over time. What made you want to do that particular topic? Uh, kind of combined two things that I'm really into, which is obviously journalism since I took the class, and then I love music. So I, I love music too. What's your favorite genre? Um, right now, like R&B. Ooh, not expecting that one. And do we have a favorite band or musician? Mm, there's a lot. But if, Just throw but, a few out. Nobody's going to make you pick one. Um, like one uh, Frank Ocean, Raven Lene, a lot of other kind of like, yeah, just a lot of other artists that I'm really nice. Into. You should listen to a song called River. Who's that by? Oh, this is a complicated because I should know this. My son listens to this song every day and I don't remember. River. Yeah, I could sing the song for you, but I won't because we're on a podcast right now. Mm -hmm. And these people are never going to listen to our podcast again if I sing it to you. But it's really good. Um, okay, so tell me about journalism. I think you even researched back to 1798, which is my favorite. So tell me all about it. Um, so yeah, when I was doing my research, um, I could find that the earliest kind of instances of music journalism was back in 1798, when a writer named J Johann Frederick Rochlitz um, nice giving... strong German name. Okay, <laughs> Johann. <laughs> so, he would um, start giving reviews of different operas and symphonies that he would go see. And then eventually with that, it started kind of carrying on into um, the 1800s when newspapers would start getting more popular, such as um, one, one of the magazines that really kind of blew up was Rolling Stone. And that became like the biggest um, magazine for music journalism. All right. And uh that's really interesting. So it started with reviews. Right. It's kind of like, uh, I think it was Erica who did food journalism and we we're talking about reviews and how a lot of journalism started with reviews also. So I like how these podcasts are accidentally intertwining because music and food are two ways to my heart. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so everything's connecting. Everything is connecting. And so, um, you're telling me that like, well, it started with these no name review and, and Johan Frederick Rothlitz. Wow. That is a hard name. Yeah. Um, reviewing symphonies and operas. And then it, it ended up into Rolling Stone, which is really right. funny. Right. Right. Which Rolling Stone is named after a band and it's its yeah. own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. It literally is. It's its own entity now. Right. So there's Rolling Stone, the band, and then there's Rolling Stone, the infamous and very still modern, not archaic, even though it's been around for, do you know how long Rolling Stone's been around for? Not the exact year, but I know like, I know it's been a long time. I mean, it's, it's, especially when print is dwindling down, Rolling Stone is still iconic right? instead of archaic. So it's, um, 
Yeah. I mean, and the writing in it is exceptional. So then I'm guessing you're going to tell me the journalism has changed even since then. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so the purpose of music journalism was for people to kind of get a look into not necessarily the lives, but get a closer look into artists, who they are, and kind of get to connect with them more personally to their fans. And with the changes, like, for instance, how a lot of stuff is on the internet now, music journalism kind of goes into that, which means that artists are even like more connected to their fans on personal levels. So let's assume in the what 1700s that we didn't all have access to getting to the opera or the symphony. Mm -hmm. um, we might be able to get a hold of a recording, which probably cost a fortune at the time. Right. right. Um, and I'm assuming it was quite an elitist situation to, to get there. Right. Yeah. Um, not only to get there, but to, to actually obtain copies of things that you're able to listen to. Right. And of mm. course the recordings were probably dreadful yeah. in comparison. Um, but moving from that to bring more access. I mean, obviously the evolution is that it ended up on the internet and with many of our podcasts, we've talked about like guerrilla journalism and, and how people are covering information, but um, journalism now you're saying is even something, is it really journalism though? If the artists are reaching out to their fans themselves? That's kind of one of the questions that I kind of found myself asking when I was doing the research, because seeing how it's like now that it's even more personal it seems like not necessarily that it i don't know how to describe it, if it isn't journalism but it seems that like a lot of artists are able to you know do the connecting themselves with other people which is interesting because journalism itself is a third party entity or it's supposed to be right mm -hmm. it gives facts and it gives details that you typically could or could not get from the source, right? But it provides a mass audience and it allows you to make those connections. But also with journalism, there's truth telling, hopefully, right? right. In journalism, where if you are the sole uh, source of yourself, are you able to manipulate how people receive you? Right. Um, or consume you in a way, right? There's a consumption of literature. There's a consumption of music. There's a consumption of understanding and reaching out to your audience. And so how do you feel that that might be changed because of the new, the, the nouveau, if you will, the new way of like mm -hmm. approach? Mm, I feel like, I do. I agree with you on your point, how you kind of said that, at least how now it seems that the artists are, they kind of, it, there's a way for them to kind of ha, um, make their audience perceive how they're like viewed. And that's because, yeah, they're the person that ultimately, depending on what they do, they put themselves in like a light that can make them seem positive or negative. Yeah, I mean, controlling one's image, is that any longer journalism or does that defeat its point and its purpose? I don't necessarily think it would defeat the purpose because there's also things, you know, that journalists do that they can potentially ask questions that, you know, the artists won't answer themselves when they're 
giving that perception off to their fans or to anyone. So you're saying that journalism does have its place and it's incredibly important. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that social media is having a negative or a positive effect on music and journalism? Um, I think it has both. One of the positive, one of the major positives being how we talked about it's more accessible now, especially with social media. It's allowing like uh, music journalists to like promote, you know, the actual articles itself. So, like I said, it's more accessible. But the negatives, I feel like a lot of misinformation could potentially go out with that too. And have you read anything lately about any, like, any musical journalism that sparked an interest for you? Um, off the top of my head, I know there was, I, I don't remember the exact, like, um, the exact name of the article or what or who published it. But I do remember it was kind of, it was uh, almost like an interview with one of my favorite artists that I like, um, Omar Apollo. And it was just asking him, you know, questions about how he feels being an influence to like a younger, you know, generation of kids. And that's something that, that he probably wouldn't, maybe he wouldn't like start himself kind of with that perception. Right, right. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Um. By the way, I just came up with who the person who wrote River is, oh. Leon Bridges. <laughs> oh, I think he, I, he is pretty pretty great. My deal for my birthday, he got me like a, a, one of his vinyls, like his records. Leon Bridges? Yeah. He's pretty great. Uh, check if River's on there. It, I think it is. I think it's that album. Nice. Um, sorry, I, I no, like got good. excited and yeah. was like, yes, this is what I wanted to tell you. Also, there was something else, but now I'm I'm drowning in my own thoughts. Um Was there a band that you've discovered because somebody wrote an article on them that you really liked? Um, I, I don't think so because most of the time when I like find like artists that I like, it's mostly through different playlists and stuff. Interesting. So you're like using Spotify? Yeah, that's yeah, it's majority how I find new artists or uh like my friends telling me themselves. Nice. Um, so NPR actually does something, shout out to NPR. Um, but NPR does something where they find artists, like musical artists. Mm -hmm. I bet you they also find like fine arts artists. But um, they find artists and they do interviews, especially when there's music with culture and cultural mm -hmm. background. Right. And um, it gives you an interesting perspective on how to interact with that musician and their music um, based on what you learn in, you know, the interview through NPR, which I think is really interesting also. And NPR has, uh, obviously, it's a third party, right? right. It's not you. It's not. Um, so um, the questions that they ask are probably pertinent for you to understand, but they're also great for the artist because it challenges them, I think, in the interview. Right. So that's, that's always good. Um I think that it kind of get, or at least from that, that kind of gives me a new is appreciation for NPR because I I know of NPR not I know they're uh they their journalism, but I think I'm most familiar with them because on like YouTube they'll bring on artists and they'll have them do like a live concert in like their office and like a lot of artists that I know have actually gone on there to like do one of those concerts and stuff. 
So you actually watch NPR through YouTube? But yeah, because well, because they have like um, they post like concerts on. There. Yeah, they put their content on a lot of. But I'm shocked because high school students don't typically, right? I'm assuming high school students don't typically listen to NPR or like search for NPR content. So that's pretty impressive, Jacob. Like that's pretty awesome. Um, and you like it apparently, right? Yeah, cause, well, because when they bring on artists, it's a lot of the time like they bring on a lot of my favorite artists that I'm currently listening to. So I always look forward to seeing like, yeah, if my favorite artist is performing. You're going to hate me for this because we're recording and uh, it's not on your question sheet and it's not like anything that you've probably prepped for. But do you know if um, magazines such as like Rolling Stone, because we mentioned them, mm -hmm. or like even Guitar Magazine, I think does uh, journalism in regards to musicians, specific mu musicians that they decide to cover. But um, do you think that magazines are dwindling their readership because of things like NPR and access to that content? Um, I would say pro there probably is like a decline in that, but I feel like that's, that also goes back to social media because it's more accessible with, for example, on your computer or your phone. So a lot of people would, they're more likely to read that, but there are obviously, I still think there's an audience for magazines if they're still being sold. And are they still being sold? Did you look into that? I did not. Ah, yeah. That may be our next podcast. Like, you know, what, what magazines are still thriving and which ones are not. I, it's really, I think, an important topic, right? If we're right. going to talk about photojournalism and musical journalism and journalism that's dealt with in food and all the things that you guys have been interested in this year, I think it's really important that we look and maybe even have an episode on what does a magazine look like in modern day? Cause you're telling me you get most of your journalism and your content from online. Right. So that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, did we cover everything that you wanted to share? Is there anything else? We pretty, we covered it. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to tell your listeners? Um, just, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I mean, that's very appropriate. Okay. Well, uh, again, my name is Miss Shift. This I'm, is I'm Jacob. Yeah, and we're gonna sign off. Thanks for listening to Roar, powered by El Tigre, and we are coming at you. Sorry it took us so long. Uh, we had a hiatus since we got back from break. I think uh, it, 2023 has hit us hard, and I think most of us have been sick on and off. So um, we'll be back hopefully sooner than later. And again, thanks for listening. Have a good one.